Today, Chris and I are chatting with Brandon Robles all about selling books on Amazon, eBay, all kinds of places. But uh, Brandon's 22. He's uh, in college or just getting ready to finish up college. And he's he's selling books and he's making a full-time income. It's really Yeah, the, the, the side hustle gig is still thriving, right? Like oh, these yeah. These kids are still out there flipping items. They're figuring it out. He's making some good cash for a 22 year old college student, but he breaks it down for us, talks about selling on eBay and Amazon. Uh, talks about some of the crazy cookbooks that he's yeah. finding that people are buying. Deals. Yeah, the eBay sales that he's had, I mean, some of these books, like the numbers are astounding. <laughs> and he's getting these books for like uh, 50 cents. I mean, it's it's crazy. it's crazy. So yeah, the the hustle is alive and well out there. It's a, it's a fun conversation. If you're if you're interested in, you know, just quick flips, finding side hustle income, you know, if you like thrifting and garage sailing and going to estate sales and, and ways to really, I mean, he's making a full time living doing it. So there's there's lots of opportunity out there. This is a fun conversation. So let's jump into it now with Brandon. What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 217 of Two Amazon Sellers and a Microphone, brought to you by Solozo. And today, we're going to be talking about selling books on Amazon. Um, we're really excited to just, uh, it's sort of an Amazon seller journey. Uh, you know, it's a it's a great way to, to start building capital, uh, whether you're selling books or retail arbitrage or any of those methods, just to start growing your capital. Uh, and building your business and learning how the Amazon ecosystem works. But uh, to join us and to sort of tell his story of uh, his journey selling books on Amazon is Brandon Robles. What's up, Brandon? What's up, guys? What's going on? It's another day, living the dream. That's <laughs> excited, right. excited to talk to you. Uh, we, we really like hearing people's personal journeys. Uh, everyone does things differently, unique tactics and strategies yep. for sourcing and and how they're selling on Amazon. And so we, we love just to sort of pick your brain and learn your journey because it's always helpful. A lot of us can can utilize a lot of these tips uh, in our own business. So uh, we are really glad you're joining us. Um, to, to start with, uh, I'd like to sort of give you the floor just to give us your journey up until now, like what you're what you're doing. Is this a side sure. hustle? You working? You in college? So what led to this? What, you know, what exposed you to this opportunity? Uh, all that. So take take a few minutes here to just sort of give us a little background in your story. 100%. Yeah. So uh, I graduated high school and I knew I wanted to go to college. And at the time I was actually working a fast food job and I was doing a lot of the closing <clears throat> and that schedule was crazy. So I knew I couldn't do that <clears throat> through college. I didn't really want to It'd be really strenuous. <clears throat> so instead um, I'm like, all right, look, I need to free up my time. I'm going to go into college, but I still want to make money. So I started looking up videos online and I came across flipping items at garage sales, buying them for cheap, selling toys on eBay. And um, through that, um, I ended up discovering books and I kind of stuck with it because books are something that you can buy for so cheap, but have such a great ROI. Um, so for a good while there, I was just going to garage sales um, and really mainly library sales, if you guys are familiar with it, where they're selling books for cheap. And so I was hitting that. And then... Um, the thing happened and everything closed down. And uh, so um, so I went, started hitting thrift stores, which I never did. So I was hitting Goodwills when they were open down in Florida. And um, I was going around there. 
And I did that for about a year until things started opening up and I started hitting estate sales where I finally am now, where um, I'm just buying in bulk from these estate sale companies, uh, taking all the books out of their way, freeing up space, and it gives me time so I can further research and do what I do. Are you getting some feedback on me here? Yeah, uh, fix that up. We're getting some feedback here. Is it me? Yeah, if you might have some real quick. Yeah, actually, I have to head off. Not bad, but that's all right. Well, so, so, we can talk about so, so flipping books, and we, we got you on mute until you get ready. So, just when you get done, we'll, we'll chit chat here. So, flipping books, Dustin, we've been down this road, right? We've been to estate sales, we've been doing the whole flipping book game. Uh, this is how you get started, this is how you make some cash. Mm hmm. All right, let's you're you gotta, um, yeah, let's test your audio now, there, Brandon. Let's okay. see how it goes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. It's crazy. Yeah. We tested this out before and we went live and everything was fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's a great way. Books are just a crazy way to just find um, just high ROI stuff that you could buy for literally uh, 25 cents, 50 cents, and honestly, the most expensive two or three dollars for one one book. So, um, and I don't even buy that for that expensive anymore. Um, so, especially when you're buying in bulk. Um, you could really bump those numbers up because you have more time to research your books. Um, and and if you buy it in a bulk price, you're probably uh, driving down that unit price much more down. So um, I'm probably buying my books for like 70 cents a book probably right now. Um, and it's uh, pre-sale stuff. What's the average sale price? Uh, average sale price, I, I try to stick to 10 to $20 for a book, but um, I definitely have like much more expensive books in my store and more expensive books that I've definitely sold. That's a nice what do you, Yeah, that's good. Right? What are you yes. creating? What do you uh, get the capital for? What are you generating capital for? Are you, are, you got bigger pictures of like private label, wholesale? What, what's it looking like? Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely wanted to get into a different business model for sure. Um, when I first started, I wanted to get into private label and I'm like, okay, so I have like, I think I have like $500. I'm like, I don't know if I could drop all this and just take a risk type thing. So I just, I knew I needed to build capital for something. Um, so ever since I, I've been looking to other things to do, um, definitely open up different uh, business models. Um, but yeah, I, just, I guess it's just kind of building up capital right now and trying to get ahead. So so what's a typical day look like? Uh, you know, get get up, get some books going. You know, flip yeah. Like what's it, what's it look like? So uh, yeah, yeah. When I still uh, when I first get up, I'm gonna head to my storage um, where I have a lot of my listed books on shelves on these library shelves that I bought, and um, I'm gonna pick my orders. I'm gonna head home, and I'm gonna start just shipping them up and getting them out. And um, after that, it's kind of listing. Um, I'll probably go through books that I haven't gone through yet to find more items and boxes. And it's just all about listing. That's what I've learned is the more you list, the more money you'll make. Um, with the, I sell on eBay as well. So um, just with that eBay algorithm, um, it's just, just the more you list, the more you get in there, the more they're going to sell. So, so yeah. it sounds like you're, do you do everything FBM? on Amazon. Well, so I, I actually, people like FBA or FBM and stuff. I actually do all three. So I'll do FBA. I'll send books that are fast sellers into FBA. Um, just cause I love that automation. It's just getting it sold, getting out of my way. I'll sell through FBM if they're fat, like faster sellers, um, which are probably under a hundred thousand sales rank for books. Cause I don't want them sitting around too long. And then I'll sell I'll sell my antique and collectible books through eBay. Um, so that's all my specialty books, cookbooks or anything you can kind of think of that are weird. Um, that stuff sells like crazy on eBay. 
Interesting. So cookbooks and stuff are considered uh, collectible? Uh, a lot of them. Um, I just sold a $75 one today that was like this thick. So, I mean, and it was from like 1930. Um, I sold a 1904 cookbook, and I think that one sold for like 345 or something like that. What? Um, yes. Whoa. Yeah. Wild stuff. I actually... Uh, my largest sale I sold, and um, I haven't really said anything of what it is, but it was a book set that I sold for like thirty one hundred dollars. Um, How many yeah. books? Encyclopedia book set? Uh, no, no, it was a uh, classic books, and it was a certain publisher, and um, I, it was ninety two books, but it sold for thirty one hundred. What'd you get it for? Oh shoot, uh, either a dollar book or less. Oh, Were actually, they all well, together when you bought them, or did you piece this together? Well, uh, I bought them all together. Um, and so pretty much I bought it in a bulk deal. So I, I bought it for a dollar a piece, but like the money was already made on that deal and I'm still making money on other books. So this was just gravy. So yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just easy. <laughs> you know? I love extra gravy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That, and that was, was that via eBay? That was, yes. That that's my largest sale to date. Before that, um, that was actually recently, a couple weeks ago. Before that, I sold a French architecture book from 1876, and I sold just one book for 800. So um, that's also pretty good. But that was, you know, I beat my biggest sale by a lot with this one. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Crazy. So you're gonna get big ones like that. You're gonna get smaller sales, 10 to 15, which I'm also happy. That's just like the bread and butter of the business, the consistent sellers. But oh yeah, absolutely. You sell signed books, art books, any kind of weird books for. 50 60 70 hundreds so yeah do you have what's the best go ahead Dustin. yeah i got because the, some of these books like i mean if i'm getting ready to buy something for 3100 dollars, yes um i'm clearly maybe like a knowledgeable collector a fan, or yeah. a fan yeah. or something is there any process you have to do to validate the authenticity of these um no these uh, i'm sure with some of them you may um uh, a lot of times it happens with like first editions. You just have to verify if it is a true first edition or is it like a like a second printing, but it doesn't state it. There's a bunch of weird things like that. These specifically, it was the publisher. It's pretty much like a brand name, like a Rolex of the books, like a Rolls Royce of the books is basically what it was. Um, so it's very easy to tell. They're just top end, high quality books that you can't mistake. And they're just highly desirable. So, so talk about this deal. Was it you said it was a bulk deal? Was this like a Gaylord full of books and you just kind of go through them? No. Um, um, so when I go to these estate sale companies, I have people call me and they're like, Look, we're gonna have a state sale. I have a ridiculous amount of books. If you want, you can come before the sale, we can make a deal, you get all my books out of the way for a good price, and I can they could advertise all their you know, glassware, all their other expensive stuff that they want to be trying to sell, put them on shelves. And so for them, I'm getting all these heavy books that they may sell. I don't know if there's like 500. They may sell 100, but they're still stuck with 400 books, or even if they sell that much. Heavy boxes, they don't feel like moving after the sale. So they're like, hey, I can get this 22-year-old college kid. He can go in there, uh, clear off the shelves. And, um, and and so that's their benefit from it. And me, um, I get pre-sale books. Uh, you know, there's no one searching them. There's no one scanning them. Um, so it's just fresh uh, books that I'm getting. Do you? How do you get that relationship? Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, it's just it, it's pretty cliche, but just going out there, spreading your name, uh, getting business cards, and talking to people. Um, pretty much every estate sale I went to, every library I went to, I was just uh, just spreading my name out. And, uh, and and that's what it's about. Um, just just asking the question. I think a lot of people are scared to ask the question of, "Hey, look, like I'm a guy that wants to deal 
with you and, you know, we can talk about it behind, you know, behind the scenes after the sale or whatever. And it's just about getting your name out there. Um, I, I remember when I first started, I was too scared to ask a thrift store to go in the back room. But once I did it, I'm like, holy crap, like there's a lot of stuff I can get if you just ask a simple question. And worst of the case, they say is a no. So, yeah, <laughs> it is. So typically normal day, how many books are you selling? Um, so it definitely fluctuates. Um, I, I would say probably five to ten on average. My weekends, um, I, I hit anywhere from 20 to 30. Um, and recently I only just got a lister that's actually helping me. So my listing was a little like shaky, um, cause I was getting a couple listed a week and then like out of nowhere, like just none. So now, um, I'm definitely shooting for like 50 to 60 sales throughout a weekend. Um, cause I've definitely hit that number, but so it's like my just building, uh, a part of the business right now is just trying to, um, get systems in place. But right now it's, it's five to 10 average definitely could be like 15, 20. So. So I want to go a little bit through through the process. Okay, so you you somebody from an estate sale calls you, they've got five hundred books. Yep. Um, are they telling you what the books are, or they just say I've got five hundred books here? No. Um. Th- I mean, they don't usually know. That's why I come in, but they don't really know what the books are. And a lot of times they're not entirely worth it. So it's all about what you're buying it for. Um. So my very first bulk deal that I did was um last year in February. And I bought 12,000 books <laughs> from this estate, from a house. And uh, this guy had so many books, it was lining the hallways. It was literally in the bathtub, stacked yeah. to the ceiling. Um, and basically, they're like, look, we have this estate sale, and we simply cannot run the sale with all these books here. They're like, can you please get these books out of the way? So I'm like, yeah, it's my first deal. Let's get to it. So I got a bunch of friends together. We got a U-Haul chuck loaded them all up, got them in a storage. And, um, and I'm still selling books from that deal to this day. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't really know what I'm, uh, walking in. Sometimes I don't pick the deal up, but, um, if it's for a good price, I'll pick them up cause there's surely stuff in there. So before 12,000 books yeah. cost. Yeah. Uh, so for that deal, I, I dropped 3,500, um, which is still my largest drop of money I've made on a deal. Um, and it was okay. Um, I definitely, like, looking back at it, it was my first deal. So what I really wanted to do is get experience from it. I wanted to jump into the game. And even if it was a loss, I know what I'm dealing with. Luckily, it wasn't. I made my money back. Um, but I could have done better. Uh, the books were, like, as of right now, they were mediocre for what I would say um, if I made a deal now. Um, but nonetheless, like, again, like, worst case scenario, I made my money back. And I actually made money on it. So that's, like, worst case. I mean, so unless you make a really, really bad deal, you're not going to lose money. And most likely you're going to make money, but just not as much as you want or not as much as you expected. But um, so you're not losing money. So that's a good thing. So that deal. you So if you were doing that deal today, OK, yeah. with the knowledge that you have now, um, would you go there and take a look at the books? Uh, is that what you did anyway? Did you go and take a look? at yeah. everything? And then, yeah. OK, then what would you have offered? So, oh yeah. So that was one big thing. I have like a, a, a guy I talk to, he's like my mentor and he, he deals with this stuff all the time. And he's, he's taught me ever since that deal actually. Um, but pretty much I would probably have dropped like probably maybe 1500 or a thousand, um, okay. simply because it was the labor cost. Um, yeah. it wasn't like expensive, but the point was, I mean, we were there for all day. I had like, you know, five other friends to come help me. And like, it was intense. It was an intense day, ri- very rigorous. Um, so simply because of the time taken, having to box stuff up, I, I would have probably even that or even lower. 
um, simply because they couldn't have had the sale. So, um, so I would have my negotiating skills were a little not great back then, but um, they gotten better. So when when you bring your uh, friends into the mix, is that like a beer and pizza deal? Yeah, yeah, like it was. It was them- so, yeah, my, my girlfriend came too. She had to get her hands dirty, um, you know, and it was just, yeah, it was just kind of like a I owe you one kind of thing. And they were really cool about it. Um, I, I don't, I, I told them, hey, there's a lot of books and I don't know if I understated how many, because when they walked in, they're like, oh, you weren't kidding. Like, I mean, I mean, I mean, the guy was sleeping on his couch. He, uh, his bed was full of stuff. Oh um, my gosh. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like a hoarder house for sure. Um, he had like 4,500 albums, like literally like 500 suits still in the, like the cleaning wrap. Yeah, it was crazy, but I got the book. So yeah. So you buy anything else? Um, right now. So I'll do DVDs. I'll do CDs. Um, it's definitely more about like, I'm going to a house for books. If I happen to see something on my will, um, I've picked up, uh, some glassware, um, some like collectibles, kind of like Wedgwood or, or, or glassware like that, that people enjoy to um, buy. So I'll do a little bit of that, but it's definitely like 98% books right now. Okay. So you, let's go back to that deal and pretend like it's present day again. Okay. So, so now you've got all these books. Um, you, you've paid whatever you negotiated, $1,200 or 1500 or whatever you come up with. <clears throat> you get them to your storage or your house or whatever. What's the process starting there? Uh, like, how are you deciding, okay, this is going to be FBA, this is going to be FBM, this one's going to be eBay. That seems like there's a, that's a lot. And you, yeah. you must have some sort of operating procedure that you go through. So, so this is what I'll do. So um, I'll, I'll, when I go through a box and I do each box, you know, as I go, um, I'll take the barcoded books. I'm going to flip them on the, uh, uh, with the barcode up. So I had them just in piles, so they're ready to scan. I'll take the non-barcode ones, put them in their own pile. So first, I'll scan through the FB, the 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 books with the barcodes, see what I'm looking at. Um, they're not worth it. I'll make sure they're not signed or anything or first edition. Um, and I'll take a look at them. At the time, I was researching every single book. Now I'm kind of like eyeing it and re, you know, kind of knowing what's what. But so I'll scan through those books. I'll see if there's any first edition signed, anything unique about that book. If not, they're going in a box ready to donate or sell off to someone that wants to buy in bulk. And then for the eBay books, that's where it gets interesting because there's more of a, a, I don't know, like a whole skill set that goes along with eBay where Amazon, you're scanning them with the, with the app like Scoutly or Scout IQ. And it's like cha-ching or no. So you know off the bat, this is a good profitable book or it's not selling. eBay is more of, okay, so I have a unique book. They're either, they're sold comps on eBay, which show that they've sold for a certain price. Um, there's listed where there's no solds, but they're listed for a good price or they're not listed at all. And um, believe it or not, back then with the Amazon mentality, I thought no listings were a bad thing. No, no one wants these books. In fact, those are like the most highest selling books because there's just none on the market. Um, so there's a whole system with that. And so I'll go through those and I'll start picking the ones that aren't listed, ones seem to be good or ones that have sold. And I'll start putting them in boxes. And from there, I'll do whatever I need to do that day and then bring them home and start listing them on online. So, so listing on Amazon is obviously significantly easier than listing on ebay oh yeah i mean it's you're putting your price there and done i mean the listing's already made yep um i'm assuming that there is a listing for that book which there probably is but then on ebay you've got to actually take pictures and 
yes, yes, it's, it, it's definitely more time consuming. Uh, that's why I just recently got like a lister for me that's helping me out because absolutely it's time consuming. Um, so like there's a good balance because everyone knows like with FBA, they're great. Um, uh, they sell through pretty quickly through FBA, um, but like they have uh, higher uh, fees. So I like the balance of it, but they have higher fees. Another argument is eBay, like it's time consuming, but there's less fees. So that's why I use both platforms to really maximize these books because I can get faster sales out of my way and through eBay. But listing is difficult. You take pictures, you have to set up listings, um, set up a description. But if you learn how to to efficiently get through it quicker um, by copying, pasting a description, um, telling them to check out the photos for imperfections, then you're starting to get an idea of you're just taking pictures of the stuff wrong with it and the, the buyers will see it themselves and decide whether they want to buy it or not. But um, yeah, yeah. So it, it's a process for listing, but um, it, it is worth it for some of these books. So those ones on eBay though, are your, that's the big money ones. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, yeah. So I have about a thousand listings on there right now um, on shelves and there's just a bunch of books and yeah, they're, they're, they're collectible ones that are signed. Um, I mean, I had, um, oh, I can't remember his name right now. It was a playbill, but part of the Rat Pack. I can't remember his name. Um, mm -hmm. But it was a signed copy of, of that book. And there's just a bunch of different signed books that I've dealt with before. So, um, yeah, just a lot of collectible stuff that you won't see on Amazon, but people love on eBay. Okay. So now my my next question, we'll, we'll talk about at FBA. So your determination for a book that goes into FBA um, I'll do stuff like, you know, if we're having a garage sale or something, I'll go collect all my books, you know, you know, at, around the house and try to sell them. But I found if it's like a, you know, popular John Grisham book or something like that, they, it's like the price point on Amazon. There's like a million people selling yeah. it and it, there's no way it works on FBA for me. I end up trying to liquidate it for like a dollar and eating you know, $3 in fees. Yep. Um, so, how, so how do you determine like something, how do you determine if it should be shipped in or not? For FDA? Yeah. So, um, so you're exactly right. A lot of these books that are John Grisham or, or like James Patterson or other books like that, they're just like mass produce. So like, there's just so many books that like the market is flooded. You're like, people are selling them for like $4, like, and that's like before fees and stuff. So like, um, I don't get into those books at most. I may lot them up with like 10 or 15 and sell them. A lot of times I just get rid of them. Um, I may sell a couple of them. There's like a first edition that may sell for, um, depending on the book, anywhere from like eight to 20. So I may even do that, but a lot of times I just don't. Um, on Amazon, I definitely don't sell them on there um, because they may sell quick. But yeah, like you're talking like you sell them for a dollar or something. I just don't mess with that. Um, so uh, so a lot of times if there's like common books like that, I'll also do sell back your book, which I'm sure you guys may have heard of or any booksellers may have heard of. And it's just kind of like a, a place where you can sell them for real cheap, but there's, you're still getting cash for them rather than just get re getting rid of them. Um, but other than that, I, I, I try to stick to more unique, um, niche kind of, uh, books, but, um, no, I, I mean, a lot of deals, you, you're going to have a lot of mass markets, which are the little tiny paperback books. I just pretty much toss those unless they're like a 1940s or fifties kind of book. I may research them, but. So yeah. you just get rid of those. Yeah. I, I, like pretty much. And especially anyone out there that are going out to a library sale, just like literally just don't even go through them. 
It's a waste of time. You want to start getting through other kind of uh, categories like like nonfiction. Um, fiction tend to be lower sellers because they're just mass produced. So yeah, yeah. So that's 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 one little tip. Don't go for the 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 fiction books. You're gonna want to go for the history, military history, art, uh, cookbooks, or things like that. So when you go to the library sales, they've got them categorized. Yes, yes, I'll, and that's that's what's cool about it. They'll have textbooks, they'll have cookbooks, fiction books, and it's like stay away from that. You want to go through all these books here. So um, yeah, they have them categorized, and obviously, and and a lot of times, depending on where you are, they're competitive. So you're gonna see a lot of sellers rush over to the textbooks, rush over to the military history books, and get through them as fast as they can. Um, but yes, yes, I expect some competition at some of these library sales. So yeah. <laughs> That's world. hilarious. That yeah, is. yeah, yeah. So um, that like the image I got was like the uh, the all the brides like running into the uh, dre- the for the wedding dresses. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, or like a Black Friday. It's really like that at some of these things, dude. Like people are standing at the door. They have a whole line. They have their carts ready, scanners, earbuds in, um, and they're just ready to scan. And there's literally some of these sales. I mean, actually, like twenty sellers at these sales. We're all waiting. The door opens and everyone's just like going. I mean, like seriously, and it's it's fun because it's intense. I don't know if it's actually worth your time, like my time now, trying to find these books, but it is definitely fun because you're like, haha, I got this book you didn't. So you know, so can you, cool. if you have a relationship with a library, could you just buy in bulk every textbook? That's that's um that's the goal. That's what I'm trying to do. I've done it before. Where um, one, I got a ton of, I mean, just like ridiculous amount of boxes that they filtered through their little storefront for like little books that you can buy from the library, ex libraries. I was getting those for free. I was getting books and books, and then the, the thing happened, and so that stopped. Um, but um, but uh, I, there was one time where I also did a post sale where we actually scanned through all the books, but they had so many books that I bought like probably like a thousand books for like a hundred dollars or something. And it was post-sale, so you're not going to find it on Amazon, but I knew they did not check them on eBay. So I decided to start going through that, and I found some good stuff in there too. Um, so there, there's always deals to be made. I don't care what people say. They're like, no, we can't do that. Just keep on persistently asking them, and they're going to give in because they're like, look, we have a bunch of books we want to sell, and you're willing to buy it. Let's do it. So that's how it always happens. What about <laughs> like always missing, mostly, yes. pa- What about like missing pages and stuff? Like, How do you like- – Yeah, yeah. Condition's a big deal with books, obviously, especially with the collector items on eBay. Um, You're going to have to tell them, like, look, if there's a missing page, um, unless it's some book that's selling for, like, hundreds or something, I almost don't even mess with it, unfortunately. Um, If it's a title page or something, it's not the biggest deal. But if you have, like, a couple pages ripped out in the middle, I don't know. Um, um, Condition's a big deal. So you either have to really specify it or just not even mess with it, unfortunately. Um, and especially not through Amazon, because uh, Amazon customers are ruthless sometimes, and uh, <laughs> they'll definitely leave a bad feedback if they don't like what they get. So, well, so yeah. How do you how do you do that? So on Amazon, when you list a book, you, there's a lot of condition um, options for you. Yes, like new, collectible, new, collectible, you know, used, sort of like. It's like mildly used. I don't can't even think of all of the. They got sort of, sort of used. Yeah, sort of yeah. used. That's what I. That's what exactly. I think when I'm when I'm looking at it. Uh, but I mean, I can't even tell you all the conditions. There's quite a few of them. Yeah, the, um, yeah. As of right now, I don't know about the collectible, but there's new, like new, which is probably sort of used. I guess. Yeah, that was my sort of new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sort of. So, yeah. Um, 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 and then there's very good, which I guess is lightly used. I don't even know what you would say, but um, and then good, and then acceptable. 
Um, and I normally stick in the very good, good and acceptable. Um, I try to stay away from acceptable and I'll sell if the books are just like in ridiculous condition, I'll sell them new. And oftentimes from FBM because they're just, I mean, like it's, it's as if like the spine's not cracked, there's nothing wrong with it. No, no bumps or anything on it. Um, so I'll sell new as well, but that's, I try to sell from home because Amazon, they're throwing books around and they might get a little damaged in the process. Um, but yeah, yeah, for Amazon, my my condition, my condition grading is very strict because um, I just don't want to disappoint anybody. And there's no pictures to look at like eBay there are. Um, so it's very buy and go. So I like my books to be pretty good condition for that. Do you go do you go eBay first? Like try eBay first. If it doesn't sell, then throw it on Amazon. Um, I, what I typically do is I'll try to go Amazon first, um, but I'll evaluate it. Um, cause the ideal scenario was like, they're out of my house or my storage and they're just making money somewhere in some other warehouse. Um, but if they're selling high enough, I will do eBay cause I just don't want anything wrong with it. Like it's damaged. The customer says it's damaged. They don't want, want it or anything. And just for those kind of more expensive books, I just want people to know what they're getting and I can, I can box it up nice where it won't be getting damaged in transit. So, um, I, I, I'd like to get more Amazon just to get them out of my way, but, um, I'm not, I'm definitely not afraid to start selling them on eBay or, uh, FBM. So do you ever have them listed in both places at the same time? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, and I'll put a, on the SKU, I'll put it listed on both. That actually just happened where in the very rare case, an unfortunate scenario where someone bought it on eBay for like $31 for a book and literally within like an hour, someone bought it on Amazon, for like 19, Before you could take it down. Yeah, so I mean that that just doesn't happen often. That was like the first time it's happened in probably like a year and a half, but it will happen. But I think overall, if you have the time and it's a it's a book that you think will sell, um, taking the time to list it on both is 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 a no brainer. So as long as you don't forget, that's the main thing. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Uh, is this your full time gig, or do you have an, a day job? No, nope, yeah, this is my this is my full time gig. Um, I'm just doing it on the side. I'm 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 doing classwork. Uh, on weekends because sometimes I procrastinate and then uh, <laughs> uh, and during the week I'm just operating the business working with my lister um, just kind of making things moving and making deals so so what's what's up next for you where where what's the next uh, side hustle you got coming down the road yeah I've thought a lot about it I'd like to I thought about doing um, OA just because that's something from the house I can do, finding uh, sourcing products online through Walmart and other uh, websites like that. But I'm, I do not know much about it. So I have to do much more research on it, but that's something I've definitely considered. Um, I've always wanted to do private label because that just sounds so cool. Um, that's just something I always really wanted to do again from the computer. Um, but I guess right now it's mainly the books and uh, finishing school. <laughs> so that's my, my, my main things right now. Well, that's awesome. And uh, I know you're putting out some content also. Yes. So you want to tell everyone where they can find some of the, the videos and content that you're putting out? Sure. Uh, you can find me at on Instagram at the Brandon Robles. Um, that's where I'm posting a lot of uh, my, my big sales or just little updates about what deals I'm making. And on YouTube, it's geared more for beginners where I'm actually, right now I'm doing a series where I'm taking you through all my best sales of the week and discussing, uh, discussing why they sold, why I listed it, and getting more in depth of, of hopefully helping you guys um, 
start knowing what to look for. And other than that, there's a lot of beginner other stuff like how to set up an account somewhere or or, or different things you should be looking for. So um, yeah, there's my sales of the week. That's that's what I've been posting recently. I like to get some other content up on there, but a lot of just beginner entry level stuff that can help people get started on Amazon and eBay. Well, that's awesome, man. Cool. Yeah, it's always great when people who are you know, finding their way, finding a way to, to make money, uh, not working for the man and Absolutely. they're willing to share, share their journey and share their tips and tactics to help others out. Cause I know you, like you said, you've got, you've got a mentor, uh, that's helped you through your journey and now you're able to give back and, and continue to do that. So hundred <clears throat> percent, excuse me. Well, this has been a lot of fun. We really appreciate you joining us, man. Um, and everyone needs to go 100% check out your content. If you're looking to get started selling on Amazon, this is a great way. Yes. You'll learn everything. You'll learn everything from printing labels, you know, how to ship it in, what it looks like to, you know, stuff gets checked in and you don't know where it is, <laughs> you know, which fulfillment center it's in, all that stuff you learn as through the process. Uh, but we really appreciate it. So everyone can go to on Instagram, the Brandon Robles, and then check your YouTube channel out as well. I really appreciate that, guys. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. And thanks everyone for tuning in today. Um, if you like content like this, make sure you're subscribing to our podcast and you can also see all of our content on Solozo's social media channels. You can see all the live streams there. Additionally, uh, if you've made that jump uh, to private label or your uh, brand selling on Amazon right now and advertising is a sort of a pain point for you, that's where we can help you out at Solozo. We can fully optimize and automate your advertising for you. Uh, to get a little more in-depth look at that, you can go to solozo.com right now and book a demo and you'll get to talk with Chris or myself and we'll walk you through the entire platform and show you how we can optimize and automate your Amazon ads. All right, everybody, that's it for today. Thanks, Brandon, for joining us and thanks Thank everyone you. for tuning in. We'll see you next time.